Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, March the 26th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B and we are in the last day of the week called Palm Sunday or the Liturgy of the Palms. And on the Friday mornings of the week, we'd like to take a look at the gospel text for that upcoming Sunday's liturgy from the Revised Common Lectionary. And there's actually a couple in this sixth Sunday in Lent. There's Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11, and then John 12, 12 through 16. They both tell the story of the Palm event in the Gospels, which we meditate on on Palm Sunday. So just because like we've been in John recently, let's go to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. I'll read that passage for about a couple points for reflection and spend some time praying along the theme. Thanks for making this party morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside the street, tied in a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing, untying that colt? They answered, as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches that they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of God for us. I've always felt like Palm Sunday is a critical part of the Holy Week. Holy Week starts in Palm Sunday and goes all the way through Easter Sunday. And so we've got Palm Sunday on the Sunday. Then we have uh, Monday, Thursday on Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then finally Easter or Resurrection Sunday on Easter morning. Um, it's just an important part of the story to look at Palm Sunday because it gets to the heart of one of the critical issues of what it means to be human, which is what do we do with power? Uh, do we search for power if we happen to receive power? How do we use it wisely so that it doesn't consume us and others around us? I feel like power is like fire. Like if it's in the right place, like a fireplace, then it's helpful. And Or if it's like in an oven where it makes food, it's great. But if that fire goes from the fireplace to the floor and there's like a flammable rug there, like it gets out of hand really quickly, right? I mean, you, you can use power, but you don't want to play with it. And so I feel like power is the same way. So here we have Jesus. Um, he's riding into Jerusalem and he doesn't uh, get ignored. I mean, he's actually surrounded by this wild crowd. And we've sensed this through the whole Gospel of Mark. We've talked about it before where... I mean, Jesus, from the very first chapter, is wildly popular. He's like a rock star status in uh, the Galilee. When he comes to Jerusalem and Judea, the, the crowd and that enthusiasm follows him. Um, but you'll notice that uh, the crowd is waving palm branches, which doesn't seem to be too threatening. And they're shouting a song and they're invoking some of the promises giving, given to Israel through the different uh, leaders from the generations of their people. And so... Uh, what we have is this interesting 
picture of how Jesus seems to embrace power a little bit differently than those not like him. Um, some scholars would suggest that Jesus is enacting a bit of a parody here on Palm Sunday. Uh, he comes into Jerusalem from the east side and uh, the, pe the people around him are just a bunch of like vagabonds, like poor people. Uh, they have to like cut down palm branches uh, in order to kind of wave them and the palms have a symbol and significance. But you notice they're not like armed, they're not powerful, they're not, you know, they're not threatening at all. But uh, somebody else came to Jerusalem on the west side of Jerusalem uh, some time before. And uh, he came on a war horse instead of like a young colt. Uh, he came uh, surrounded by just, just massive amounts, legions of soldiers. And he came in a more threatening and menacing presence. And that's Pilate himself. And so you this interesting picture here. You look at Jerusalem if you want to draw it. On Jerusalem's in the middle of a page, and you have like this on ramp into Jerusalem on the west, and this on ramp into Jerusalem on the east. You couldn't have a starkly different picture. Um, what you have here is Jesus saying, The kingdoms of this world do things one way, but I will, and I expect my people to do them another way. And this gets into the heart of what does it mean to be a Christian people in a modern society, uh, particularly in a pluralistic society like ours? I mean, should we. Uh, be working on efforts to make everything Christian just like us and to have people see our way um, either by inference or by force uh, or should we do the low road and we should live our own faith among uh, the people of different beliefs around us and to woo them by our winsomeness and to show them the wisdom of our life even though we live it imperfectly as broken sinners we still uh, strive and seek to follow the one Lord and so this gets us to the heart of what it means to be Christian in everyday life. I think this is important for us now because in critical and shaky moments like ours where everyone seems to have an opinion, uh, Christians rush into the public sphere and we try to uh, represent Jesus in a moment like this. Um, what we need to resist is uh, the menacing presence of Pilate and what we need to embrace is the lowly way of Jesus. Um, and we have to expect and maybe even cast a wager because we have no idea exactly how it will turn out but maybe our wager should be this that if we follow the low road of humility and to be humble and to walk in the way of love instead of the way of coercion and direct power who knows what might happen it may not be evidenced right away but we've seen this in the life of the church and there's been some great books written on this topic one is called a patient ferment where it talks about how the early church which had zero social clout and zero political power still became a massive influence in the roman empire and they did so life on life and they just trusted this long winding road process of influence the, influencing the world around them and maybe we'll embrace something like that and It'll prevent us from getting into some trouble that we see uh, with uh, religious leaders from time to time. So embracing the low road, the humble road, uh, the road that Jesus himself took, will have massive influence on the world around us if we just are patient and take our time to wait upon the Lord's plan. So I want to pray for that because uh, we haven't been trained this way. We've been trained to take matters into our own hands and to make it happen and to hustle and blah, 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 right? Uh, but to enact the low way of Jesus and to trust the slow process of transformation it takes guts and it takes courage and it takes a new way of thinking. It takes 
a transformation of our minds, which is what I'm going to pray for this morning as we spend some time praying together. So let's do that this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we say to you that we want to know your ways. We want to know how to live life and how to love others and to order our lives and our steps in such a way where we glorify you. Uh, we think that that's the best of life. The life that is truly life is the life that is soaked in your presence. God, we confess to you sometimes we're impatient. Sometimes uh, we take matters into our own hands. Sometimes uh, we want to confess that we are shaped by other influences besides your influence in our lives. And so God, help us uh, because we want to be changed. Uh, we thank you for the scriptural command to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. One such transformation is what we do with power. And God, we know that we all have power. Uh, that when we say and do things, things happen in the world around us. And so you are uh, training us and you are testing us when you give us power. And so we want to pass the test. So we want to be like Jesus. We want to take the road on the east side of Jerusalem, the one that Jesus took on Palm Sunday, where he came in on a lowly animal with lowly people who weren't armed to the teeth uh, in order to bring about some sort of drastic political change all at once. But Jesus, you understood a deeper work was necessary. And so, God, we want to believe that too, that a deeper work is necessary within us and within the culture around us, that indirect power is the best solution. And so, God, help us because we haven't grown up with this in mind. Help us to be empowered by your Spirit. Help us to give us the patience of Christ so that as we enact our faith in a thousand different ways in the world around us, your kingdom would come and your will be done. So, God, help us. Allow us to embrace your way and to trust that your way is the wise way amidst all the voices that would try to tell us otherwise. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.